help it. I know you felt it. Green and white, white and green. Who are we to Celtics? Who are we to Celtics? All right, Celtics fans, we are back with another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. I'm your host, Guy DiPolcito, and the Celtics lose to the Chicago Bulls, 120-102. This was an ugly game, through and through. Uh, this, is, this is a game that the Celtics came out as hot, as promising as we have seen all season long. Uh, they... Largest lead that the Celtics, granted, we were three and one, three and oh prior to today, so undefeated, have not lost. The largest lead that we have held all season long was 19 points. That 19 point lead came in the first quarter of today's game. The Celtics came out here. I'm gonna, I'm going, I'm doing a different podcast today. This is not going to be your typical. Uh, player of the game, some of the highs, some of the lows. I'm just going to go through this game as I see fit uh, because this is not really a game where you have a player of the game. There's not a lot of positives to take from it. So that section is going to be really short. And then we're going to dive into the nuts and bolts of what happened here. Uh, but to to get things started, to talk about some of the positives the Celtics, again, in that 19-point lead that they were building up, uh, started the game 8 of 10 from 3. And everybody was shooting the ball well. We had every single starter in the first six minutes of the game, every single starter had hit a 3. They came out, they looked great. And not only was the 3-point shooting working, but guys were moving. The amount of backdoor cuts that we saw, Jason Tatum had a couple, Jalen Brown had a couple, Marcus Smart had a couple of beautiful passes. Uh, the entire Celtics offense was buzzing. And on top of the offense, defense looked good too. I think it was up until the six-minute mark that the Celtics held the Bulls to 10 points. That is not where the quarter ended. Uh, they ended at 30. So they gave up 10 in the first six minutes, 20 in the last six minutes. So this game went off the rails real quick. Uh, but this isn't this isn't news, right? The Celtics defense has not played well for really this entire season. Four games in. Sean Coates joining the the chat right here already. Uh, but this is a this is a situation the Celtics just haven't pulled together and played good defense this entire season and what has gotten out of gotten them out of all these pickles is the fact that their offense has been fantastic, right? Even tonight, like they scored 102 points, but when you look at the, the quarter by quarter scoring, you know, we scored 39 in the first 25 in the third, 23 in the fourth. Those are fairly good numbers. That second quarter was absolutely miserable. Uh, but you, We'll talk about the rest of the stats and why the offense really just stagnated uh, in the second half here. But I want to talk a little bit about the way that we saw these guys play. Up until that, you know, really collapse where everything fell off the wagon, uh, the Celtics, again, were moving the ball at an extremely, extremely solid pace. Everybody was moving. There was no one standing around. We weren't reverting to ISO ball. We weren't 
really relying solely on three-point shots, although that was a huge part of the Celtics building their lead. It wasn't the only thing that the Celtics were doing on the offensive end. Guys were moving. Guys were cutting. The right passes were being made. Uh, We had 11 assists on our first 14 field goals made. Like That is a huge stat. Uh, It didn't really follow that same trend. Right. And that's where things fell off. Uh, But I want to talk about some of the negatives here. I know this was a four minute section of positive, but that's all I have. There is nothing else you can really touch on uh, during this game. We saw, you know, Peyton Pritchard finally get some minutes, five minutes, one of four from the field. Not really much to talk about there. We saw Sam Hauser get in. He hit a three, only one of four there. Again, there's really not a lot to talk about. I think Marcus Smart, solid game, uh, didn't do too much. Shot four of six today. So if you want to throw him in in the positive section, by all means, right? That's about it. You'll look at the numbers. Jason Tatum had 26 points. Don't really think he had a good game. That's it. Uh, The stats, obviously, paint a different picture. Eight of 18 from the field is not terrible. Uh, Four of eight from three, one of his better three-point shooting performances. Still got to the line. Complained a lot, though, tonight. Uh, Did get a technical, but I'm going to talk about it. Before we dive into some of the negatives of today's game, I want to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Hopewell Hemp Farms. Hopewell Hemp Farms is your only source for the highest quality American-grown hemp products. If you're like me and love to be active, whether that's playing in an adult softball or basketball league, or your level of activity is limited to yard work, one thing is for certain. As you get older, joints start to hurt. Well, I turn to Hopewell Hemp Farms Body Butter to relax those joints and their amazing tinctures to help me fall asleep. Check them out at HopewellHempFarms.com today and stock your nightstand the only way I know how. Looking for an agent to help you buy or sell real estate? George Dimas at PD Properties is the agent for you. Sell now for a flat 3% commission on the sales price. PD Properties utilizes the most current marketing techniques and strive to put more money in your pocket. If you're looking to buy, call now and George will be with you every step of the way until you find a property you're able to call home. Serving the North Shore and beyond, call George Dimas with PD Properties today at 781-913-2290. That's 781-913-2290. NBA fans, the wait is over. Basketball is back, so tip off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA Moneyline bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt in, and place a stepped-up same-game parlay today. With payouts bigger than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is where I go to bet on the NBA. Whether it's betting on the Celtics versus Warriors, that NBA Finals rematch, DraftKings is your place to go. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TBPN, make any $5 bet this week, and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. 
only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, so let's talk some negatives here. This is a game where we saw an epic collapse. Uh, And I want to start here, right? Because when the Celtics transitioned from playing really well at such a high level to completely falling off, things started to change. We saw guys actually come out, right? We saw bench units starting to get some minutes. We saw shots not falling. The same three-point shots that we were getting to fall in the first six minutes weren't falling anymore, right? We also saw the defense collapse. And part of that defense was the offensive rebounding. This is a this is a stat that just absolutely has killed the Celtics year over year, game over game. The offense, or just in general, the rebounding numbers, 60 to 45 tonight. We gave up 14 offensive rebounds. 14 offensive rebounds to the Bulls. And a lot of that really just came from Vucevic. Like I had 23 rebounds tonight. Every single year, this guy kills the Celtics, kills the Celtics. So this is where the Celtics just collapsed. There's a lot of things that went wrong. I know a lot of people are going to complain about the refs and we'll talk about them certainly, uh, but that's not the reason the Celtics lost this game. The Celtics lost this game because they did not play defense at all, but they could not rebound to save their lives. Vucevic had way too many offensive rebounds. Guys on the Celtics just weren't doing enough, right? And I'm going to push back a little bit on Joe Missoula here for you know a second, and we'll move past it. Joe went basically 10 minutes without calling a timeout. The Bulls were going on a 30-9 to run. 30-9 to run. We had a 19-point lead. The Bulls went on this massive run, again, 21-point swing, took a lead before Joe called his first time out of the game. That, to me, sort of an issue, right? Like, when you have a 19-point lead, more often than not, you'd see this across basically any other team in the NBA. Once they cross single digits, you're probably calling a timeout in that situation, right? Like, we haven't really seen Joe call too many timeouts in general, it really comes down to the fact that like, if you're going to lose them at a TV break, he'll use them. But we have seen him give the Celtics a lot of leeway, leeway. And honestly, it's worked, right? This Celtics offense has looked great. Defense, not so much up to the start. But the Celtics, in the first three games, every time that, you know, whether it's Philly or Miami makes a run, the Celtics respond, right? Tonight, that didn't happen. The Bulls made a run. The Celtics just did not respond. Like, you cannot let that run go on that long uh, and not call a timeout. It just needs to, it needs to happen earlier. So I'm going to give him a little bit of, you know, I don't know, credit for that loss. Because that's something that just got way too out of hand way too fast. Uh, but really, a lot of a lot of it comes down to the players, right? Like, not calling a timeout is one thing. 
but not rebounding, not boxing guys out, letting guys get to the rim uh, at ease is a big issue, right? Pick and roll defense. This is something that last year we were fantastic at. And a lot of the pick and roll, I get it, was with Rob. It's a completely different monster than Al Horford. I think Al's a great defender. But one of the things that we saw today was a lot of drop coverage from Al. And that's not the pick and roll defense that we had last year. Again, different personnel. I get it, right? But when you have Rob that is getting out on guys, if he gets beat, he has the ability to recover because of his insane jumping ability and make a play. Al Horford doesn't have that. So we haven't seen this year a pick and roll defense that has worked. So there needs to be some communication. There needs to be something that Coach Joe Missoula looks at during film and tries to figure out, right? Because right now, the drop coverage is not working. They can't continue to do it and expect to have you know a top five offense or defense in the league. Right now, the offense looks really good at times, right? Today, kind of fell apart. But most of the games, most of the minutes that we've played this season, the offense has been fantastic. Now, the Celtics started off this game. I already talked about it. Eight of 10 from three, right? That is an absurd number, a number that everybody knows is not going to you know, stay constant throughout the game. Uh, but the Celtics ended the night 18 of 48. Just to put those numbers into perspective, that is 10 of 38 after that original start. That is a horrible, horrible number. 26%. 26% after an 80% start. Again, clearly the Celtics are not going to maintain 80% throughout a game. But when you start that hot, do you really expect to dip below 38 which again is a really good three-point percentage, you shouldn't. It shows that the Celtics relied far too heavily on the three-point shot tonight. They took 100 shots in total. 48 of them were three. Not a very good number, right? So if you look at the rest of the game, it's, it's frustrating from an offensive perspective because you know the Celtics team is capable of hitting these shots you know that the Celtics team is capable of making the right plays, but it's not working. It didn't work from quarters one and a half through four. And that to me is the extremely frustrating part of this game. Uh, With that being said, I want to talk about the refs a little bit here. I'm going to keep this section short because I don't like talking about the refs. I don't think that there's a, a place in the NBA of of smart conversations that are centered around the refs. But Jason Tatum got called for a technical today and didn't really complain that much. It was a very hard overreaction. And about a minute and a half after that no call or bad call in his, not in his favor, right? Vucevic gets called for a foul, has a much bigger reaction, slams the ball on the ground right in front of the ref, looks pissed, and they don't tee him up. This 
prompts Joe Missoula to go over and start complaining, right? They called a tech on him and then a second tech almost immediately after and eject him. So in a five second span, we have really nothing. We have no call going against Vucevic and Joe Missoula is gone. And then a couple minutes later, Grant Williams gets tossed. Like, again, his overreaction was at, like, his ejection was 100% warranted. He should not have reacted. However, the call, the foul call against him was horrible, was absolutely horrible. But his reaction absolutely warranted being ejected. So I get both sides of the camp here. I understand that there's frustration about the lack of officiating. And a lot of people are calling out the NBA refs trying to get this under control. There's a much bigger problem at hand. Like the Celtics didn't lose this game because of the refs. They lost it because they played very bad from quarters one and a half through four. Uh, But the refs played a part in this, right? Like having Tatum teed up early puts kind of a, a little caution sign at the back of his head. Like, listen, you can't get another one. You have to, you know, play with a little less passion. I don't know if that's the right way of saying it, but it's there, right? And then you have your head coach tossed, right? Normally that lights a fire under guys. It did a little too much. And then Grant Williams got tossed too. So these are things that all went not in the Celtics favor uh, and hurts this team, right? So at the end of the day, it sucks, right? It stinks that we have to deal with it, that that's the the refereeing that really just constantly seems to go against the Celtics. But it is what it is. You can't control it, right? What you can control is the product on court. You can control driving to the rim. You can control taking better shots, getting other guys involved. The Celtics didn't do that from quarters two through four. That's the reason that the Celtics lost this game as frustrating as it is that is the reason uh and you got to deal with it celtics are three and one at this point uh this is a this is just a frustrating frustrating loss because it just started off so promising and now we're here but that's where we're going to wrap things up on this podcast this there was a lot of negative talk i went on for four minutes about some positive stuff and and an additional 15 talking basically nothing but negatives. And I don't like talking negatives. So I'm going to wrap things up. The Celtics do not play until Friday. So that's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday off, right? The Celtics need to watch film on this game. Joe Mazzulla needs to figure out a way to fix that drop coverage in the defense, figure out how he's going to do it. Because right now, Al keeps dropping down. Vonley got in a ton of foul trouble. I didn't even mention him in the negatives, but he had like five fouls in the first six minutes that he played. So that needs to get figured out. But they also need to figure out why the offense stagnates at times. Those are the three issues that we've just run into over and over and over again. Uh, obviously, the rebounding is a bigger issue. I don't know what the Celtics can actually do about that uh, unless they're deciding to go back to a double big. 
bring in a Blake or a Grant in the starting lineup instead of Derek White? I don't know. But these are, again, all things that they need to figure out in this you know four-day stretch before they play the Cavaliers again. This is a, a better Cavaliers team. Donovan Mitchell making his debut. Well, obviously not making his debut that, that particular game, but this is his first season in Cleveland. They've looked good. So this is going to be a battle. The Celtics right now, three and one. It would be huge to come out of that game going into the weekend, four and one and not three and two. Because right now the Celtics are atop the Eastern Conference as far as like power rankings go that came out today. Right above the Bucks with today's loss, and not just loss, but blowout, epic blown lead loss. It might dip a little bit. Not that I'm really worried about power rankings uh, four games into the season, but you always like to see the Celtics up top. But again, that's where we're going to let things you know end today. If you haven't done so already, uh, make sure to follow me on Twitter at NBA Celtics guy. Make sure to follow our Facebook page, Boston Celtics till I die, uh, as well as following our YouTube page, Boston Celtics game day recap as well. All of these podcasts are going to be live streamed on all three of those formats that I just talked about, as well as anywhere that you find your podcast, Apple, Spotify, you name it. It's probably there. Uh, If you haven't done so already, five-star written review, much appreciated. Have a great night, Celtics fans. Tough loss. Try to be chipper about it. Uh, And we will talk soon. You couldn't help it. I know you felt it. Green and white, white and green. Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics?